Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. It's the last day of 2017, and we want to know what you are spending your time on for New Year. Keisha Cole has lost her assault case, owing a hefty sum to a body, and Tamar can't take that shit no more, and she rants on about Vincent Herbert, and it's just so much drama, you guys. What's good? This your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, Jean Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. Hype it up. Hype it up. Hype it up. Hey, 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 hype it up. One time when I was younger, I wanted to be a rapper, and my verse goes like this. My rhymes are so tight, but y'all can't really fight. Shit was horrible. <laughs> that's that's literally, that, that is the gist of it. My mom, she was like, come on, Tom, like after I like tried to rap it to her. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is so yeah. funny. Jim wanted to be a rapper, guys. We, uh, I find that hard to believe because he just... I don't know. Maybe I don't. You talk a lot of shit, so maybe maybe you could be a rapper. So. <laughs> How everything been going with you? How are you spending your last day of 2017? So my last day of 2017, I'm spending it with uh, the one I love, of course, Bay, aka Mr. Chris, and um, a few of my close friends. And also uh, his family as well. Like I said, we always have, like, situations. This is just going to be, like, something intimate. You know, we just kind of drink and chill and, you know, talk shit and have a good time. Um, But it's the weirdest thing. Like, my friends blend, like, great with his family. So we always have them over, you know. And um, I talked about it on the show. Um, It was just, like, seeing them at the holiday party that I had a couple weeks ago. Like, seeing them, like, take pictures together and shit like this. And I was just like, wow, like, these are from two different groups, you know, so it, you know it's real, but uh, yep. yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, we always have fun together, but it's going to be no more than like 10 people here, and um, you know, something's like Moscato for me, um, rum for everybody else, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, honey, you know, I like to sip on my wine or whatever. But I know, or whatever. <laughs> what about yourself, uh, Miss Sickly? How are you spending your holiday? Yes, yes, guys. I'm spending my holiday sick, okay? That's it. I'm just spending my holiday sick as hell, trying to get over this cold. My little sister came over for our girls' day, which was uh, last week Wednesday, or this past Wednesday. And it was so fun. I just cooked this big-ass meal for everybody. And I guess she was sick. She had, like, this throat cold in her nose and... Oh, uh, it was just so horrible, and I guess I ended up getting sick from her, you know, with the laughing and us having such a good time, and so I'm just sick as a dog, but hopefully, you know, I'll get over this real quick. I have to go back to work in two days, okay, so I need to get this shit cleared up as soon as possible, but I've been taking my medicine, y'all, <laughs> so you know what they say about New Year's, how you spend your New Year's is usually how your year is going to be, so I'm hoping I don't be sick all year long. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound like that would be 
Yeah, that sucks. That sounds like it would suck, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my nose right now. I mean, I sound like Miss Picky. Just so horrible. But anyways, um, guys, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tupperware, SoundCloud, and of course, this podcast from Log Talk. Send us your confessions at confessions at number two us at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. And let us know what topics you want to hear because we want to appease you guys, okay? Don't forget to tag us in that drama. So before we get into the confessionals, Jen, why don't you go ahead and hit them with that confession question of the day? Absolutely. Confession question. Confession question. <laughs> What are your New Year's resolutions? Again, what are your New Year's resolutions? And let's get into those confessionals, the last confessionals of 2017. Um, But first topic, recently I was listening to, obviously, the Brilliant Idiots. You all know I love podcasts, especially podcasts from Loudspeakers Networks. A shout out to Combat Jack, rest in peace. But, um... They were having, like, an interesting segment. Like, it was their last podcast, obviously, of the year as well. And um, they talked about how Peter Rosenberg from Hot 97 was the person to break Combat Jack's death before, like, his family even knew that the man had died. So they were very pissed off about it, and they wanted to express also how Combat Jack didn't fuck with Peter Rosenberg because – because I guess at one time they were beefing, and he also told Combat Jack that he would slap him in front of his son. But let's get into it. I have a clip <laughs> for you guys to play, so, yeah. Absolutely. We had, uh, it felt good. 
It did, you know what I'm saying? But that's why I'm... I'm I mean, a, you always talk about that. You talk about giving people the... Yeah, you, know, you celebrate people while they're here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's why I was even looking for old photos of me wearing the combat jacket. And I did an interview with... um, I did an interview with... uh, Who was that? What publication was that, Chris? I don't know. Somebody called me about combat. XXL or Billboard? I don't remember. The dude was in Hawaii. I don't remember. But I was just saying that, you know, when you see me with other media personalities, paraphernalia on, it's because that they have inspired me in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I'll rock an Angie Martinez hat. I'll rock a Combat Jackshaw hat. I'll rock a Drink Champs t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? I'll rock some Jesus and Mero shit because they have inspired me in some way, shape, or form. And Combat, you know, he was one of those people who always did. Like, he, he did. Like, I, I used to enjoy his show. You know, it was, it was a dull period for a moment where I felt like after Pete left, the show wasn't hitting, but it's been plenty of times this year I've hit him and been like, yo, that was a great interview, y'all, you know? Mm. Yeah, so, you know, this is the type of person I want to give the people they, you know, flowers while they hit the smell. But I want to say something, too. I never acknowledge this person. I don't even know if I should. You think I should, Chris? Who? I don't like what the dude did. Who? Rosenberg. What'd he do? I don't, he, he, he sent some texts. Trying to reel it back in. He apologized. Yeah. Okay. What happened? The, the morning that uh, Combat Jack passed, mm. first person hit me was Angelie. Early in the morning, she was like, "Yo, Reggie passed. Keeping it low. The family don't know." All right. All right. Cool. I hit Chris. I said, "Damn, it's true." He was like, "Yeah." Chris said the same thing. Keeping it low. Family don't know. All right. But about 30 minutes later, I see Rosenberg tweeting out. Rest in peace, Combat Jack. I know we had our issues, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm like, common sense would tell you. If you get on social media and you don't see anybody else talking about it, his, his, fam- his actual family and friends, why would you say that? Like, I just felt like that was in such poor taste. Mm. And then I saw, like, uh, him, I guess the New York Times reached out to him because he was the first person that said something about it. Tweeted about it. Tweeted about it. So, and now you're making comments about it. Combat Jack didn't even like you. Mm. You told that man, Combat Jack, you would slap him in front of his son. Mm. That's what you said, Rosenberg. Mm. So I need you to keep that same energy when he's gone. Recuse yourself. That's it. Don't say, say hey, nothing. thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Me and Reggie had issues. I'm probably not the best person to talk to. Here's some other people you can reach out. And you were, and, and guess what, bro? When you tweeted that, I don't know. And I, you know what? I can't even be too mad at you because I don't even know if you know. But when you tweeted that, his daughter didn't even know he had passed yet. Did his mom know yet? His mom didn't even know. Mm. Think about that, bro. Mm. I, just, I just want people, and I'm, I'm only using this, and I never say this guy's name, but I'm only saying this because it's a lesson for later on, right? Mm. If, if you was to pass away, Andrew, God forbid, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say nothing about it until it was out. Because I don't know who in your family knows. It's yeah. a reason family and friends weren't saying anything about it yet, Rosenberg. So you think he said it for personal gain? I know he said it. You thirsty. Yeah. You want to be the first person to break a fucking story. Oh, so you think he said it to break a story? That's you, all it was. Do you think he was informed that he shouldn't say anything? I don't know about that. I don't that. know about that. I just don't... Why would I just, he I just that? know if he had reached out to the family to ask, is it okay to tweet about it, he would have gotten the same response I got, which was, not everybody knows you. Wouldn't you call somebody? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I saw... I think I saw a picture of it. I think you posted a picture of it, Alex. And I took Alex's picture, and I reposted it. And I didn't reach out to you. I didn't reach out to you guys. Maybe I should have. Well, anyways, you guys, that was the gist of it. But, yeah, definitely um, Peter Rosenberg, he spoke out of turn um, about someone who he wasn't close with, making it seem like he was close with it. He also gave a statement to New York Times saying um, 
about the passing of Combat Jack Reggio, say who we talked about on the show, and um, the people from Loudspeakers Network, including Charlemagne, um, the guy was very pissed about it. How do you feel about that, Miss Angel Vandrina? Um, definitely. First of all, I'm a little confused as to how all of these, you know, these these radio stations, how everybody they were able to get the news of his passing, but his family didn't know. That's that's what I was curious about first. Like, how are you? I was interested about you... that too, but I'm I'm yeah. assuming because um, Chris was a part. Chris is one of the founders of Loudspeakers Network too. It was um, what you heard on the show on the Brilliant. It is it, the show star is Charlemagne the guy from the Breakfast Club, and also Andrew right. Shows, who is the, who is a comedian, and um, Chris. Um, I forgot his last name, but he commentates from now and then, but he's the owner of loudspeaker net loudspeakers network, but I enjoy when he comes on the show because I respect his opinion. Um, but I'm assuming because they are partners, because he is one of the co-founders with Reggio say that they were communicating just to make sure as far as like getting everything together, what is exactly going on. And from what they were saying, um, what Chris was saying, which was a shock to everyone was, um, he didn't think Reggie was going to last even as long as he did, you know, and we didn't expect for him to, you know, even pass, you know, so it was very much under wraps. So I'm sure they were trying to get everything in order as far as like dissolving, you know, the, the partnership or, you know, so I'm sure that's probably why he had first dibs on it and they were very close to, um, at the time. So, um, yeah. Ultimately, in my opinion, it's sad. Um, that somebody who uh, would do something so disgusting, so distasteful, just for attention. Um, if you would tell somebody that, like Charlemagne said, you told, I believe it was Charlemagne that stated this, that yes. you said you slap this man in his face in front of his child, keep that same energy. Don't sit up there like, oh, yeah, he was a good dude, woo, 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 because now you're being pretentious, and nobody likes a fake bitch. So, it, obviously, you know, he did it to get a, a story to have somebody, you know, to to have something for those short seconds, have somebody reach out to him to express, you know, his disconcern actually um, with what happened. It was disgusting, and he needs to get his shit together. And hopefully when he dies, you know, nobody is coming on his uh, or commenting on, you know, how he died that didn't like him. Because, you know, Kermit's a bitch, but that shit was weak. And Absolutely. hopefully, you know, he he get smacked up for that shit because that was lame. What was your thoughts on that? I was, I felt it was very disgusting as well. Obviously, I don't know much about Peter Rosenberg because I know of his beef in him and Ebro and Hot 97 in general, beef with Power 105. And I'm huge fans of The Breakfast Club, Angela Yee and Charlamagne in um, particular, and also a Power 105 as well. So, I mean, if someone's going to say they don't really fuck with somebody and, you know, they have bad vibes or bad situations, you know, I kind of listened in. You know, I've checked in on, like, a couple of their episodes, and they were kind of boring to me, like mm-hmm. a, a couple episodes of their morning show. Um, so I never really got a chance to really figure out who this guy was. But – from what I've heard from the Breakfast Club and as well as other people in entertainment, it does seem like they are very thirsty. And at one yeah. point, High 97 was Poppington and yep. Power 105 is the leader as far as when it comes to hip hop, you know, and, and um, music in general. 
on the radio. Um, and so anytime I think when they feel like they could get some sort of like scoop or, you know, edge on um, entertainment and not, um, like news or whatever, they're just going to run with it. So I don't think it was more so like he cared. I just thought he wanted to be the first person, like Charlamagne was saying, to um, say like, yeah, I knew Comeback Jack died, you know, we, like he had some sort of like inside scoop and it was just like, like Charlamagne was saying, he doesn't even fuck with you. So why would you, right. even, you know, like just thinking about me, if I didn't fuck with somebody, if if I didn't fuck with somebody, I didn't like them when they were living and this was a real respected person. I don't think I would, you know, to myself, I would pray for their family, but I don't think I would give them a shout out on media and no, I don't give a fuck how famous you? they were, but right. Like, cause, cause I'm just thinking like, if I didn't like you, you know, I don't give a fuck if you were Beyonce. Even though I love Beyonce and I and I don't feel like we would ever be ever because she's my queen. But you know, I don't. I, you know, I would be silenced. My Instagram would be like eighty six for that day. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. It, it definitely was attention seeking, and it sucks. It's it's sad. Yeah. It's pathetic. Um, exactly. But again, prayers to uh, Loudspeakers Network, uh, Reggie Osei and his family, and um, you will forever be. You know. In all of our lives, and you have touched us somehow, somehow in the podcast community, definitely. But yes. on to the next topic, Miss Angel Vandrina. Yes. So, according to BET, nearly three years ago, Keisha Cole allegedly assaulted a woman in Birdman's Birdman, Los Angeles condo. The singer has been now ordered to pay the victim a hefty settlement. According to TMZ, a woman by the name of Sabrina Markadale, 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 took the R&B strong stress to the court in July for $4 million, and uh, she was pissed off apparently over the attack, but yes, the assault allegedly took place at um, the Birdman L.A., Birdman, excuse me, guys, it sounds like, you know, I'm not really speaking uh, accurate English because my nose is so stuffed up, but <laughs> the attack, um, the assault took place at Birdman's, Birdman's L.A. penthouse owned uh, owned by him, and Keisha Cole, she was dating him at the time, which I never even knew Keisha Cole and Birdman they dated, that was pretty weird to me, but it is believed that the alleged violent attack was a result of Keisha finding another woman in his house or in their house, or whatever the case was at the time. She reportedly pulled her by her hair, scratched her face, left marks and bruises on um, the Sabrina girl, and following the assault, she was arrested for battery and outstanding reckless driving um, at the time. Uh, Sabrina claimed that she lost the use of her fingers following the attack and asked for, as I stated before, a report of $4 million, but the judge finalized um, the amount at 100 thousand six hundred and thirty five dollars after Keisha failed to attend a court hearing. Yikes. Um as far as Keisha Cole goes, she doesn't really appear to be phased at all by the amount that she owes old girl. Her latest social media post says, My ass looking a little far, if I must say myself. I was a little confused by this statement, so I clicked on a link on her tweet and what popped up was an account named Early Birds Clothing with a tweet that, well, pretty much with a tweet that says, got off stage at Keisha Cole, got off stage. It was a great night. You killed it, homie. 
Keep Shining, Power Keisha Cole. She loves the jacket. And then I seen that she, her ass was looking extremely fat in the video. So I think she meant to say my ass looking a little fat, if I must say so myself. So, yeah, Keisha Cole, she don't give a fuck. She's like, $100,000, cool. Keep it. But it's not $4 million. What you think about this, Jen? Oh, yeah, it sucks. Any amount of money you have to pay for a sauce to somebody, Hell especially yeah. if you were in the wrong, you know, kind of sucks. Like, she went in to beat a homewrecker's ass, and I agree with her. You know, if I didn't have anything to lose and I wasn't afraid to, of going to jail, if my man was out here cheating, I would be ready to beat a bitch up, too. But, you know, we have to think bigger and brighter. You know, I love Keisha Cole ghetto ass, you know. She's not <laughs> so even I don't that really ghetto have... to me. Like, she is, she stays, she's not mad. You know, like, if you see her recently, like, in some of the... But, the thing, but here's the thing. I'm not saying she's ratchet. Like, she's just from the hood. Like, she just yeah. is very street smart. You know, she has yeah, her extreme. good ways about her. Like, she's ghetto. But, you know, I love it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's just who she is. Um, but, yeah, at one point they were together. And, um, you know, he couldn't respect it. You know, he why? had to step why out. Would she, why would she even date Berman? Weak ass. Like... What did she like? The tattoos on his bald ass head? Like, ew. I mean, they and make it like, seem like he's a charming guy. You know, she loves fighting a bitch over him. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they make it seem like he's a charming guy, you know, and he's what? worth 100 million, so that isn't, you know, nothing to sneeze at, so. And you know how, what they say about women? You know, they, they can look beyond looks and everything else if they like somebody. So. You funny. Shit. I mean, and, and not, and not for me. Nothing, you know. I don't, I don't find him attractive or anything like that. But yeah, you know, oh, Keisha, Keisha did, honey, and Tony, Tony Braxton do right now. So shit. <laughs> <laughs> they crazy. But I am glad she got the coins together to be able to pay this. Because I'm like, damn. Yeah, I'm thinking too. like, damn, does she got that money to pay? You know, a six figure settlement. But good for <laughs> her, you know. But don't be out here beating up bitches. You send your homegirls, you know, to do shit like that that's not directly connected to you. Exactly. You know, and handle your light work. But you can't be getting wrapped up in that exactly. bullshit. Exactly. Send your homegirls to get paid $100,000, not you. Okay. <laughs> and bail their ass out of jail. And then, okay. you know what I'm saying here, slide a nice little 20 grand in their bank account, you know? Exactly. Because you know they ain't gonna, she ain't going to be able to get sued for. Uh, she ain't gonna know who the other bitches are. You know, she knew who Keisha Cole was. She ain't gonna know who the other bitches are. So, girl, just be <laughs> no, her I'm ass saying, real quick. You talking about she not ghetto? That's some ghetto ass shit to be a fucking <laughs> celebrity ass a list R and B singer, and you like roll up in somebody's house to beat them the fuck up because they fucking your man. Like that's hood. That's some hood shit. I don't give a fuck how much money I got, bitch. You being disrespectful. Like that's <laughs> oh, ghetto. Man. <laughs> oh, real guys. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. Next topic. According to com, uh, just a day after it was reported that Dr. Phil gives drugs and alcohol to guests on his show who are battling addiction, the talk show host is speaking up. An article written by the Boston Globe and the Stat originally made the claims that a spokesperson for Dr. Phil is refuting them, calling the report nonsense. In a statement, a spokesperson said the Stat article does not fairly or accurately describe the methods of Dr. Phil, the TV show, or its mission to educate viewers about drug and alcohol addiction. The statement goes on to say, for the past 16 years, the Dr. Phil show has provided valuable information to viewers by telling compelling stories about people fighting 
people who are fighting the battle to overcome alcohol and drug addiction. Unfortunately, addicts often lash out at the very people who are trying the hardest to help them break the cycle of addiction. Although, um, sorry, y'all know I always get lost. Although terribly unfortunate, this is the understandable part of the behavior, behavior of addicts on their journey to recovery. Deception, dishonesty, and denial are hallmarks of addiction. It tears families it tears families apart and certainly creates levels of complexities when we produce these important shows. None of this will deter the Dr. Phil show from its commitment to continue to educate and inform the public about the worsening epidemic of addiction. Oh, I don't I don't really know. I mean I will I will, I will hope that Dr. Phil's not giving his his guests, you know, Alcohol, that they're addicted to alcohol and drugs, that they're addicted to drugs and, you know, tobacco and weed, that they're addicted to those type of things. Whatever your family wants you to stop, I will hope that he's not trying to influence the show by giving them drugs that, you know, are their downfall, something that is just inconceivable. it's, It's hard for me to believe. Dr. Phil seems like a good person, but you never know, like, you know, OJ seemed like a good person. Michael Jackson seemed like a good person. Um, <laughs> Bill Cosby seemed like a good person. So, you know, we, oh, why don't I name all black people? Uh, Kevin Spacey seemed like a good person. Um, we can go. Shit, Matt Lauer. <laughs> go ahead, keep going, keep Shit, going. Shit, Donald Trump 10 years ago. His ass ain't never seemed like a good person. I used to fuck with Donald Trump. I used to look at Donald Trump like he was my idol. Before he told him want to be political, I used to love Donald Trump. Like, like the Apprentice back in the day, I used to fuck with Donald Trump like hard. Like back when I was like in seventh grade, and this was maybe fifteen years ago. You know, I'll tell you why. You only fuck with Donald Trump because Nelly was like Bill Gates, Donald Trump, let me now. But now I That's hate the only reason why, because he was doing a chicken head to motherfucking Nelly, you know what I'm saying? And Nelly said, oh my God. was like, oh. <laughs> 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 we was doing a chingy, you know, but in um, <laughs> the pancake. Y'all, if y'all listen to this podcast, y'all better know what the chingy and the pancake and the, the, the all of that crap is. You know what well, what I saying? definitely anyway, know what the so. pancake is, but... Um, the chingy, the chicken head, yeah. If you don't know what the chicken head is, the the chingy right there dance is. Please just turn this off because this podcast is not for you, bro. Like it is not for you. Like just let's just move on past it. But um, as far as with with Doctor Phil and this whole um him giving his guests alcohol and drugs, um. I don't know exactly what's going on, like what's the process of it. I know uh, from being um, close to people who have had to go through detox and stuff like that, sometimes you can't get into detox centers without being under, um, what is it, under the influence of the drugs that you're addicted to because you can just be able to say, like, no, I'm fine, I'm sober, and, you know, you get straight out, like, because they have to do, like, some sort of hold on you, so they won't admit you unless you are under the influence um, of drugs. So, um, I don't know if rehab is like this, but I know, I I definitely know if it's, like, a 72-hour, like, detox and shit like that, like, you have to go in, like, high or drunk or whatever. Um, 
But I don't know what his process is. Maybe they want to show um, their family members like exactly what's going on and how they're feeling whenever this happens. But to me, it doesn't really make sense to why you would want to give an alcoholic, you know, alcohol on the show or a crackhead crack on the show, unless you're just trying to show the process of it. But that would be for personal gain. So um, I don't know. Um, I, I would have to look more into the article, but I'm assuming for as long as Dr. Phil has been around, it can't be anything like too crazy, right? You know, he holds because his wife's he, hand every episode. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, he does. Well, I'm, I'm about to say, what does that mean? Just holding white hands and turn straight cheating on their ass. Okay, so <laughs> that means nothing. I was just joking. <laughs> But yeah, that's some deep. She is naive, guys. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the next topic. And Dr. Phil, we hope you ain't out here giving motherfuckers drugs. Okay, like what the fuck? Can you imagine Dr. Phil going to the trap house trying to get some coke for somebody? <laughs> like, what are you doing with your old ass? Like, uh, relax. Hell no! I can't imagine Dr. Phil going to the trap house. I have to get a couple lines for my, my guests tomorrow. Um, <laughs> you have that good, you have that good shit. Like, you know, he'd be pronouncing it. You have the good shit. You but, have the good shit. <laughs> uh, the people, let me stop playing because there's like people that do coke, them fucking rich ass <laughs> professionals. <laughs> Maybe that's crack. That's why we do coke too, shit. Just right. Just <laughs> Hill, Steve, Wilco's, Maury, Jerry, all of them. Okay. Stop. Only on New Year's. They'll be doing that shit tonight. <laughs> this evening, in a couple hours, y'all. All right? All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and move on to this next topic. According to TMZ, Tamar Braxton with Hammer on a woman claiming to be pregnant with the help of Tamara's husband. And speaking of her husband, it looks like Tamara got about some shit. Now, Tamara posted a rant against the woman who whom Tamara refers to as a whore. She posted this after posting a video which says that she's cool with Vincent Herbert, but she's wearing a hat uh, that says, you tried it. Meaning she's not going to forget what he did. To make her point, she's jamming. Beyonce's irreplaceable. Is it you guys? But you almost scorn women. And she's sipping some tea. As for the arrest, Tamar refers to an order of protection she has against Vincent. We, uh, TMZ learned that he was arrested on Christmas Day for spousal assault. He was released on twenty thousand dollar bail. It is unclear what he did allegedly. Uh, what he did to allegedly assault Tamar. TMZ broke the story, and Tamar filed for divorce in October, as we all have spoke to you about before. Now, excuse me, guys. What she wrote on Instagram is: Vincent Herbert is having a baby, and his whore decided to let me know about it tonight. This stupid broke ass whore should check public records on Christmas before she goes with goes through with it. He called back despite his protection order, begging in line like he's hanging out with and Roxy from BET. Oh yeah, that's credible. No shade. However, before you judge me, know the facts. 
He's a real piece of work. Shaking my head. Happy New Year's, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, know that 2018 is a fresh start. If I can leave this wire, you can leave yours, too. Now, that's what I had originally, and that was just a couple of days ago. But recently, I have seen on Instagram that who allegedly have been accused of being pregnant was Laura Govan. So Laura Govan, she's saying that Gilbert Arenas, Arenas, you guys know, we we all know about that episode, um, is the reason why, <laughs> alleged, <laughs> is the reason why, you know, um, <laughs> she, don't die, don't die on me. She, uh, she's been pushed in that limelight of, um, being the woman who's been pregnant by Vincent. So, in the wee hours of Saturday morning, uh, according to Tamar Braxton, she spilled the tea about her estranged husband, Vincent Herbert, getting ready to be a baby daddy to another And his whore decided to let me know about it tonight. She wrote on, uh, wrote in his deleted post. The media has been speculating on who the woman is, and they settled on Laura Govan. We have spoken to Laura saying went down in a nutshell she claimed this a lie. We know we know it was roommates, which is why we never post the story. Truth be told, Laura is in a relationship with someone else and never had relations with Vince. So people are pretty much saying that, you know, Gilbert Arenas lied on her. She's saying that that's a lie. Everybody's saying that it's a lie. So I'm confused, but obviously, whatever the case is, Vincent is having a baby with another woman. The baby is uh, the baby mama is not Laura Govan, but Tamar Braxton is pissed off as anyone. It's not yet finalized. Next one time, Vincent, and who would want to sleep with his bubbleless ass anyways? Like, I mean, besides right. Tamar, obviously, which is probably just because history, you know, she looked past the look because nigga ugly as fuck. But anyways, what the hell is he doing? Are you abusive? You trying to beat on her? You got another bitch yeah, pregnant? I mean, now you trying to get her back? Like, get your shit together, fool. Right. No, I mean, I, I never liked Vincent Herbert in general because I've just heard, like, people personally, like, in ugly. my life, That's man, why, he's, ugly, he's ugly, he's big, and then on top of it, they just, <laughs> like, people that know him or have met him, like, personally in my life saying that he's a fucking asshole and he just kind of comes across as, like, everyone is peasants except for, you know, him. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. He may not be a about, peasant, but he sure is a toucan, some big ass lips. Nigga, <laughs> nigga got some soup coolers. He be cooling all the soup. He just be <laughs> <laughs> your soup be cold as a motherfucker. Looking ugly. <laughs> Let me take this soup over to Vincent Herbert. This soup is too hot right now. Let me take it over to Vincent. How is it? Just blow him. He just cooled that shit right blow. on down. Just one blow, bro. Okay. <laughs> but um, I don't know as far as with Laura Govan. I was listening to um actually Rocks, Forest Rocks earlier today. Or was it yesterday? But she was like revealing everything from Famous. And what she had said was um, it wasn't Laura. Laura was having an affair with Vincent. But it wasn't Laura that got... um pregnant it was some other girl 
And it's funny because I was I started thinking about, you know, when we had the show earlier this year about that young lady. And I was like, damn, is it that bitch? She fucking everybody man here? Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, I, I don't know specifically who the person is, but um, it is someone that know that is friends with um, Laura that it, that got pregnant by Vincent Herbert. But it's rumored that um, Laura Govan and Vincent Herbert have been having an affair. And um, they've also been photo, photo, not like out together, but photo at public events, you know. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's the word around town, but it, it has never been um, acknowledged. So it's interesting. But it's not like you can't really put it past Laura because we all know about Shaq and her having an affair with Shaquille O'Neal. So um, you never know. And Gilbert Arenas yeah. is a bad person. Like, why are you so pressed about your baby mama? Like, damn, if she want to go and fuck married men, that has nothing to do with you. It's a right. bad thing. But, like, relax. Like, you have sins of your own that we've talked about to her. So, chill out. <laughs> that's true. That is 100% true. And that's kind of, I feel like like I, I've been saying a whole bunch of shit. But really, like, tomorrow she honestly, I understand that she's hurt, you know. But she just needs to, like, say, fuck you. Keep it moving. You guys are going through a divorce right now. So, if he did get another bitch pregnant, that has no look what you're doing in life. That just shows everybody in the world how much of a pig uh, you know, he's just a piece of shit. Like, he, he only is available to cool down you know, like, that's it. When your soup is too hot, that's who you call. So don't get upset about, you know, him, even though that was your husband for years, and you know, the chemistry, and, you know, he, he, y'all have a child, and he has a child with the other bitch, Yes, I understand that hurts, you know, but you don't have to be too, do you? You have a career going, I see your sister on this Lifetime movie that's coming out. Get your, get your acting on, you know what I'm saying? Do something else. Get Whatever you do, just get your mind off of Vincent, because he ain't shit. And Laura, it's just a hoe. So, that's it. Did you understand anything else you want to add to this topic? Laura, step your cookies up. If you are fucking with this, close man, the man, come on, close like uh, close the cookies up, honey. Don't offer the cookies to nobody else, cause it's whack. Like to, in 2018, if these single niggas ain't cutting the check, you can't talk. Okay, <laughs> shout out to Jesse Wu, but let's just like leave the married man alone. Like, yes, you are too old for the bullshit. I really hope this is not her, and you know. And I want to believe the shade room, but it's just her track record, and all the receipts aren't adding up. So we'll see. We'll see, guys. We're gonna go ahead though, and that was our last topic. So we're gonna go ahead and go to our confession question of the day. Jean, what are your New Year's resolutions? So my New Year's resolutions, I have a couple. Um, my first New Year's resolution, obviously, is to grow the podcast confession session. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but I really want to hit a million views next year. Like, I want to be really consistent and promoted 
and you know what I'm saying, get the word out. I also want to have a huge launch in uh, June. Me and Miss Angel Montana have been talking about it with our second anniversary of Confession Session. But, you know, we've been doing this for a while now. And, of course, we're still freshmen at this shit. And But um, it's time. It's time. We have to continue to grow and become a bigger and better podcast and eventually, you know, move on to other endeavors. Um, also, I want to leave behind motherfuckers that have not really been the best and conducive to me in 2017. Um, you know, I, I want to just start to, and I guess this alludes to in general, I need to start trusting my instinct more. Um, I like the person that I've become, you know, I, I, for the most part, I'm not always right. And I don't want to say shit like that. Like, you know, I know everything, but, when it comes to like my gut and you know my feelings on something, I never really change from that. Like if if I feel like something is wrong, you know, no matter and and I'm, this is from trials and and whatever it may have you. I've never like had a different opinion, even though I was just like, okay, well, everyone's saying this, so obviously it must be this. But when I look back on it, it's just like, no, it was what the fuck I was saying before. So people that have not necessarily, I feel like haven't been the best for me, I want to leave these bitches behind and move forward, you know. But at the same time, I've met a lot of great people. I still have a lot of amazing relationships like you, Miss Angel Vandrina, you know, all of my best friends that, you know, I've met since I've been here in the Triangle. And, you know, we're going to go, we're going to get this bread, you know. Shout out to our legacies and our future children and grandchildren and, you know, resetting up moves, you know, and that's it. What are your New Year's resolutions, Miss Angel Vandrina, besides getting over your cold, honey? Yes. Besides getting over my cold, <laughs> um, I just want to be happy, want to be healthy. Um, you know, I want to <clears throat> continue to raise my child and see him just grow smarter and stronger. And podcast, um, I want to see lots of positivity coming from it. More um, people, you know, viewing it. More recognition. More recognition overall. And the most, one of the most important things also is I want to go ahead and finish school out strong this year. Um, you know, I'll be getting my bachelor's degree in just a few more months. So I'm just hoping to hurry up, knock that on out, and then just take a, you know, six-month break from school and then actually enjoy life and enjoy being happy and not having anything to do, which I really realized this last, like, week and a half how amazing it's been to not have to be at work, to not have to be at school, and it's just been a blast. Like, I haven't even been Um, like what Tuesday? The house is just 100 percent clean. It is like I have nothing to do. Like I'm just at home, bored as fuck, hanging out with my son, playing uh, guess who, and shit like that. So I guess it's not really boring. You're reading books and stuff too. I just want to continue my my next year. Do you guys hear the sickness? You guys hear it? I hear it. Okay. Um, <laughs> just so stop them every time I talk. But yeah, I just want to. It finish uh, in this year on a positive note, and and just be happy next year and see what life has in store for 
my family, the podcast, and, and my future. And that's pretty much it, guys. Jeanne, we're going to go ahead and go into our love confession this evening because we all have something to confess our love to. <laughs> I am confessing my love to all of the wonderful and amazing people that I have met in my life that are just super fucking dope and super amazing. I've continued to push this agenda that is Jean Othello Mosby Shans, if you're nasty. Um, And just thank you so much for growing with me and being able to adjust to, you know, everything that I've become. I feel like I've came a long way and I'm going to continue to grow and um, do positive things. So, and just thank you for never putting me in a box. I just think about the person like that I've used to be and, and where I'm at now, just overall in general, not necessarily saying I was like a bad person, but it's just like, I really feel like I'm such a different person, you know, from who I was coming up. So just thank you all so much for continuing to want the best, the people that are in my life, for a good reason, you know, one of the best for me. And, you know, shouts to 2018. What do you confess your love for, Miss Angel Vondrina? Yeah, pretty much almost uh, parallel. Uh, first, I just want to say, everybody be safe this evening. You all know how crazy people, despite what state or city or, you know, country you're in, there has, there's always, you know, some type of flash or, you know, Um, but also I want to just confess my love to just God, honestly, you know, allowing me to see a whole full another year, 2017 has come and it has gone and it went so quick. And I just want to say thank you, Lord, for blessing me and my family. I haven't had any real negative things happen to me this year that, you know, has cause for, you know, like real life stress. You know, besides weight gain and weight loss, you know, other than that, that's simple. That's really nothing that's too major. God has continued to bless me and my family, my whole entire family, not just my household, my my parents, my granny, my my friends, you know, everybody. So ultimately, I'm just saying thank you. And you guys, I will see you all next year in 2018. Jeanne, you are such an awesome person. And thank you for you know, continuing to do the podcast and just showing your love and being supportive and, you know, just being an awesome person. And I want to say Happy New Year to you if I don't talk to you, you know, for the rest of the evening. And uh, you and for the rest person, of the I love year. you guys and mom and sisters and everybody. Woo! Aww. It's my year, dog. <laughs> <laughs>
Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.